welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show, coming to you, as you see, from Rome. And we are very pleased to have with us this week Don Elvir Tabakovic. And uh, Don Elvir, we're going to talk to you. It's going to be totally fascinating. A religious who was before a pretty celebrity photographer. We'll get to all that and more. Stay tuned. And we're going to begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. And this time, Don Elvier is going to lead us in a sign of the cross and a short prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen. Pater noster qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, secut in cielo et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis horie, et dimite nobis debite nostra, secut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Nos cum prole pia, benedicat Virgo Maria. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Don Elver. You're welcome. Thanks Thank for you. inviting me no. and giving me the opportunity to give a testimony of what God did in our life through the intercession of Our Lady and through the intercession of uh, the entire church that is praying for conversion of sinners. Amen. So, well, let's start there. I want to, your, your story is so fascinating and uh, I've been privileged to know you for a few years now and I've known you first as, a, as a, just a photographer who goes around and takes awesome pictures, but then <laughs> when we looked at your background, it was mind-blowing. So, let's get into that. First of all, you were born a Catholic, raised a Catholic. Where, where, where did you start? Uh, it's not that simple. Uh -huh. Yeah, so my mother is from a Catholic family, yeah. uh, as is my grandmother. Uh, but my father comes from a Muslim family. So uh, in my family, uh, the, the religion was kind of a taboo. And uh, I did get uh, Catholic uh, education, Catholic upbringing, upbringing from my mother and from my grandmother. But it was also kept uh, secret because my, my father uh, wasn't approving of that. So wow. I was uh, baptized without, without him knowing. And he is still today very angry about that. Oh. And I received uh, the First Communion also not in my... Uh, I was in, in Catechism class, but I didn't receive with all my uh, classmates. I received it secretly in another church. Wow. So that, that was a part of my upbringing. And okay. but, that, you, but you went on to sort of lose the faith a little bit or get into the world. Right. So in, in case, uh, sometimes I forget to say that, uh, this. Uh, when I was not around nine, uh, I wanted to become a priest. Oh, wow. But I forgot about that. And when I was 12, I completely left the faith. I was in sixth grade. I started listening to punk rock music, uh, riding a skateboard, like... Uh, I got in contact with some anarchistic ideas like anarcho-communist and I, I was in, uh, in, a, in a circle of people who, who were of that ideology yeah. so I just embraced it and at the same time I was thinking about God and how I never had any uh, extraordinary experience of the spiritual realm so I just figured okay that, that that surely doesn't exist. That's just something that that uh, people uh, imagined when they were primitive, 
and now we're modern, we have the science and we can just explain everything. Right. We just don't need any like stories for little children, how God created the earth. Right. So I, I just thought of it as something primitive right. uh, and superfluous, what we just don't need. And is that around, so now you're growing up, is this, when did the interest in photography start? So the interest, uh, so this becoming an atheist consciously was with 12. Okay. And at that time I was already very interested in computers. Yeah. And afterwards I learned programming. I also went to some contests and also building websites, like okay. programming websites, yeah. uh, front end, back end, uh, everything. And for good websites, as you know, you already you always need good uh, pictures, photographs. So that's why I was begging my parents for months to to uh, get me a, a, a digital camera, yeah. and that's how I started with photography, just as a hobby, just as something I needed for for the websites. Okay. And it, it developed uh, <laughs> in high school. It, it yeah. developed uh, into a full-time profession. So okay. after high school. Uh, I went, uh, I grew up in Croatia, in Osijek, that's oh, my hometown. Okay. Okay. And after high school, I went to Zagreb to study photography and cinematography. And also I started working professionally for many magazines, newspapers, agencies, private clients, uh, companies like uh, commercial photography, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and you were still a young man, and I think you, you, you got to a level of photography that most people don't get to. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Well, photography was a big passion. It still is. Right. I, I still am taking photos of the liturgy, yeah. of uh, like in the ecclesiastical realm. Yeah. But uh, I really was driven by, by photography, and I wanted to. Uh, okay, that there was this wish to to have a great career of success, yeah. but but also uh, I was in love with beauty, yeah. just the aesthetics. The colors, composition, light, yeah. it just fascinated me yeah. and through photography I found a way to express this fascination uh, and it was just a win-win situation. I, I was doing things I loved and, and I was paid to do it. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. So you went, you even toured the world doing this kind of thing. You, you, you were asked to go to different countries? Yeah, accidentally, in a sense, uh, not only working for, uh, for newspapers, I started working also for, uh, for a car magazine, the biggest car magazine in Croatia, yeah. uh, Auto Club. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they, they, they've sent me all around the world practically to take photos of new cars and also to drive them and oh, well, yeah. To drive them. Oh, yeah yeah also nice. also well, not not all of them but, but most of them yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great yeah. so where do you get back to faith through all this because you're you're now in the world sort of very successful and the way i mean you've probably fulfilled a lot of people's ultimate dreams to become a kind of celebrity photographer yeah yeah i mean i i'm i was on facebook like 12 years ago already when it was only for for the youth who knew what it all what it was all about and i, I started like getting a lot of fans on my facebook page because i was posting i, I had the old the first iphone and from the first iPhone on, I always was posting uh, photos, uh, like live photos from where I was traveling. So people would see, okay, today he's in Spain, tomorrow he's back to Zagreb, the other day he's in Germany, then he's flying to America. So I was like uh, having a, a live diary uh, <laughs> uh, online yeah. and a lot of people 
were like envious, not, not in a negative sen uh, sense, but some some famous people told me, wow, can I just uh, go travel with you and carry your bags? Yeah. Uh, your life is like so exciting, yeah. uh, exciting, and it was. Yeah. It, it was a fulfillment of my dream. Yeah. I really dreamed about being a photographer, being paid uh, yeah. to do what I love, yeah. and, and it came about. Yeah. But after some time, I started realizing there must be something more. Wow. That, that's the problem. I, you yeah. know, I, I wasn't, uh, I didn't go that far that, that, that I had like millions or I had a private helicopter or something, but I had really, uh, really everything I wanted. In my spare time, I was uh, skateboarding, snowboarding, kite surfing, doing all kinds of stuff. I had lots of friends. I mean, I, I still consider them friends uh, and I love them uh, and I am in contact with them, although many of them, most of them are not uh, in the faith, yeah. but I'm praying for them. Yeah. So anyways, um, my, my time schedule was full, yeah. but my heart was empty. Mm. And that's just started kicking in. But of course, through the intercession, through, through the prayer of so many, many, especially my mother, who was praying for me uh, very intensively the last six years before my conversion, because a friend of hers uh, told her uh, she should do it uh, uh, and take the example of uh, Saint Monica. Yeah. Uh, that was praying for her son St. Augustine and my mother prayed really a lot for my conversion to, together with his uh, friend and I am uh, eternally grateful to them and to the entire church for their prayers because I wouldn't have converted if people didn't pray for me. Wow. What did that conversion look like? How does someone go from celebrity photographer to even thinking about entering religious life? Even today when I think about it, it looks impossible. Yeah. Because, as said, I was totally into this uh, leftist mentality, like anarcho-communist. I, I was playing in a punk rock band for nine years, like against authority, against the church, everything. I hated the church. Uh, I, I mocked the idea of the existence of God. Yeah. Like people who would say they believe in God, I would just uh, mock them practically yeah. and uh, Put, put myself over them and consider them primitive. Yeah. So it's completely impossible that a human could have convinced me to to embrace the idea of the existence of God and then uh, converting to to the one true faith. Yeah. So this is a work of God. Yeah. Th that's what I wanted to say with yeah. this whole. Well, absolutely. But how does this unravel? Did you see something? Hear something? What 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 happened there? Uh, the the way to to the faith was twofold. First, when I was 25, uh, I had an experience of prayer, where this friend, the same friend who told my mother to pray for me like six years before, yeah. uh, I told my mother. Uh, at one point, I would like to meet him because I see he helps you a lot through prayer and I'd like to meet him just to thank him. But actually, uh, I was very curious. I wanted to, to see if, uh, if this spiritual world really exists 
because when I was 12, uh, I, I decided, no, it doesn't exist. Yeah. But I heard stories also from some friends who, who went to some uh, retreats yeah. and uh, there were some uh, demonic manifestations oh. uh, when, during the prayer or deliverance. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that really exists. Okay, but I can't believe until I see it myself. <laughs> like St. Thomas. Yeah. Uh, who, who was doubting. So was I. Yeah. And when this first experience with uh, Mio, Mio Barade is the name of this friend, okay. happened. Uh, he, he's a lay person, by the way, yeah. but he was just praying for, for a person who had some spiritual problems, let's yeah. say. And when the demons started reacting through this person, I just had to admit it exists. So, did you see demons actually? Actually, the, the first, uh, I mean, you cannot see demons themselves, they're invisible, right. they're, they're, they're spirits. But you can see the manifestation yeah. uh, in the material world concretely uh, through persons who are in some way oppressed or possessed, that's very uh, um, rare. Yeah. But anyway, the, the first time I experienced it through a phone call, so yeah. it was just uh, auditive, yeah, and la auditory, yeah. And later on, I saw it as well when I went to some retreats, etc. So basically, it just sounded weird on the phone, or like, freak, you're just weird, or you got a. Well, well, the thing is. Uh, I already heard about it from some friends and I just needed a confirmation like yeah. to experience it live so I didn't really question it okay it was like okay m my lord and my god yeah but I didn't start uh, a uh, sacramental life huh. and that's why after this first experience I stopped with a lot of sins like oh oh god it really exists I, I have to like uh, just get a little bit yeah yeah I have to re-embrace the Ten Commandments the Ten Commandments when, when I when I was 12 I consciously uh, said no these doesn't uh, this doesn't apply to me I can yeah. do what I want yeah. so at this point I just had to revert like to the age of 12 <laughs> thing but I didn't start praying I didn't start going to Holy Mass I didn't confess oh wow so three or four months afterwards I just fell back to the old sins yeah but through the prayer of so many, uh, one year uh, total from this first experience, one year afterwards, uh, I went, uh, I was Googling about the faith. I just couldn't uh, live in sin anymore. It was just bugging me so hard. I just couldn't not to convert. Yeah. The, the grace of God was so intensive. Uh, as I said, I was Googling about the faith. Uh, I didn't know any priests. I didn't have uh, really friends who, who were uh, faithful Catholics. Uh, Where are you living at this point? I was living in Zagreb, in the capital okay. of Croatia. And Still with your mom or no? No, no, no. I was, uh, when I moved to Zagreb when I was 20, yeah. started studying and working professionally, I was living uh, okay. with friends or alone. Yeah. yeah, so I was living alone at that time. Anyways, uh, I, I googled about Medjugorje. I know it's controversial and stuff, but for me, as a complete uh, ignorant, this was the only thing I knew that some people go there and have conversion. Yeah. So that's all I, all I knew. And uh, end of December 2011, I went there. I came in the evening. It was empty. There were no pilgrims or anything. It was like a minus five Celsius. That's <laughs> that's under under the freezing point. Yeah. It was so cold, and I just went around the whole night searching for this pilgrim routes and I was praying the rosary which I knew from my childhood uh, uh, the whole night and I was finished at like 3 a.m. 
and then I kind of took a nap at a, at a terrace of a bar or something. I just waited for the church to open, and then finally at 5 or 6 a.m., when uh, when a friar, for six and friar was open the church, I just grabbed him and went to confession and confessed after 15 years. Wow. And this was a new start. <laughs> From this point on, I'm a new man. I've become a new man. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. At the beginning, of course, I was still skateboarding. I mean, two, two weeks afterwards, I went to Africa, uh, Cabo Verde. Uh, I was surfing there two weeks or something. Uh, so externally, I was the same man, but internally, I was a completely new man. Wow. Through the grace of God. Well, absolutely. But your, your, your life sort of keeps on rolling. But where did the religious life come from? I mean, this is a radical change. To think that just in 2011, I guess maybe for the really young people that need to, well, that's like ancient history, but for me, that's like yesterday. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, 2011, and, and here you are like this, and in Rome. So, where did you go from there? So, the thing is, may, maybe I should also mention, in 2011, I traveled 120,000 kilometers. That's around 80,000 miles in this one year as a photographer. So uh, in January I was in Detroit for the car show, you yeah. know, from Europe. Yeah. And then I, I toured all over the Europe. Uh, I went then in October, uh, the Chevrolet paid the, uh, a trip for, for a journalist and me to, to, to spend a month in America, travel the whole Route 66, actually more from San Diego to New York. Wow. Uh, I did that. I went to Africa two times just for kite surfing <laughs> uh, uh, with my Vespa. I have a small Vespa that's like a very small scooter. Yeah like 50cc, it goes like 30 miles an hour. <laughs> With that little puppy, I went from Croatia to North Cap and back. That's the most northern point of Europe. Oh, wow. You can, like, like the, the northern tip of Europe, that was 10,000 kilometers. I think oh, it's six and a half thousand miles. <laughs> it, it was a month long expedition, practically. So, and this was the year, you know, when I was, uh, the, this was the final year before the conversion came. Yeah. So it was like an explosion of everything, of worldliness, of searching. Yeah. And I didn't find anything until I found God in, in the sacraments in His church. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and now, now to, come, to, to come back to your question, how yeah. come I'm in a religious habit? Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't expect that. I had no idea. As I mentioned, when I was nine, I wanted to be a priest, but I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Even after the conversion, I didn't remember of that. Yeah. And uh, that was 2011 when I converted, like, cento per cento, 100%. Yeah. And I just started going regularly to Holy Mass every day, praying the rosary, uh, at least three a day. That, that was my goal. I didn't uh, manage to do it every day, but th that was the goal. And regular confession. And also, uh, I went to some retreats, yeah. and I was just given the advice to pray uh, for God's will, for Him to show me what does He want from me. Yeah. Because I had, in a way, a, a luxury conversion. Nothing bad happened to me, you know? I didn't have any, uh, any tragedies in my life. Yeah. I had everything in, in the worldly uh, yeah. sense, but my heart was empty, and God uh, gave me the faith and gave me the perspective of the eternal life yeah. so, so I could see this life is completely, uh, it's not completely irrelevant, but in the face of eternity, uh, it's, it's, 
so um, insignificant. insignificant to attach yourself to anything which is temporal, which yeah. is passing. Yeah. So, so the, this perspective towards eternity made it very easy for me to commit my life to God yeah. and I wanted to start a family. Uh, because I was 25, I saw people around me already having their third child maybe or, or getting ordained to the priesthood yeah. and I, I just converted and I, I wasn't even at the beginning because I just didn't know which way to go. Yeah. And I told this to a priest at a, at a confession and he gave me some real good advice. Yeah. And after this confession, immediately afterwards there was a holy mass uh, and, and I uh, went there. Uh, received Holy Communion, went back to the pews, just prayed in silence on my knees and uh, I, I gave my whole life to our Lord at His disposal and, and asked Him to, just to uh, reveal to me His will, yeah. a concrete will for my life. What should I do? Which way should I go? And He, he just made it very clear to me. It wasn't like a voice, it was more like a thought. Just, yeah. just this one sentence, I created you to become a priest. Wow. And that was it. <laughs> that, that was it. I just didn't need any clarification. I didn't need any time to think about it because I said yes in advance. I just wanted to see the, the content of God's will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When the Mass finished, I just went out of the church I called my mother, told her, okay, Jesus called me to become a priest, I'm going to a monastery. And she was like, what's going on? Because she was praying for the conversion. She wasn't <laughs> expecting this. But of course, she embraced it and she was yeah. uh, extraordinarily happy. Yeah. And also I called this friend, uh, Mio, who, who prayed a, played a big role in, in yeah. my conversion, uh, to, to ask him if he could get me in touch with canons regular that I've met through him yeah. in Germany. Okay. Because in my country, I really didn't know uh, any monasteries and I didn't even know that there's a difference between uh, religious priests and uh, diocesan priests. Right. I had no idea that there's also like a seminary yeah, yeah. I could go to. So th this monastery in Germany was the only thing I knew. <laughs> and I just wanted to go there. Yeah. And a few months later, I really did go there. They were also kind of like, well, what, what does he want? Like, who is yeah. he? Because they're all German. I'm the only non-German. I'm Croatian. Yeah. Uh, there, but they were really kind to me and they gave me a chance and uh, loving languages so much uh, uh, I didn't have uh, uh, any troubles learning German yeah. and I really stayed there went through post postulancy, novitiate, yeah. uh, first vows, solemn vows and now I'm solemnly professed canon regular. Wow, in Germany still? In Germany, but I am here in Rome studying. They've sent me to study at the Angelicum, okay. which I think is the best university in Rome, by oh, the way. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. So how long have you been in Rome now? I've been here for three semesters, so one and a half years, one and a half years. let's say. So, I mean, it, it's so fascinating. Your, your life has taken this unbelievable uh, course of everything, and you're now back in Rome. Did you ever come to Rome before you, when you were photographing? Interestingly enough, yes, yeah. when I was 15, on a school uh, trip, excursion, how do you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. School, uh, yeah, exactly, we were in Italy, and out of protest, because I was such a militant atheist, I didn't even want to enter the St. Peter's Basilica. <laughs> I was at, Saint, uh, at the, yeah. uh, the St. Peter's Square, I was taking photos, because already then I was into photography, yeah. but I didn't want to enter, because I really wow. hated the church. 
Wow. And look at me now. So let's <laughs> let's talk for a second about um, Our Lady. I know you're really devoted to Our Lady. You're praying the Rosary. Where did she fit into this story? Well, uh, although I mentioned Medjugorje, which is yeah. oh, like there's pro and contra, but yeah. it is about Our Lady, yeah. which is allegedly just calling for conversion, for prayer. And uh, I've, I have this such a strong connection to Our Lady, and I am thankful to her for my conversion because she obviously played a huge role. And my mother consecrated me to Our Lady when I was a little child. Oh. Yeah, I had this, uh, uh, how do you, I don't know the English word, the, the yellow, uh, the yellow fiber. Um, Scapular? Or? No, 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 no. It's this uh, disease a uh, little children have just for a few days, newborns. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't. And when I was a newborn, yeah. uh, this disease was like uh, taking not five days, but it, it was for, for a month. Yeah, yeah. And the doctor said, this is too much. Uh, yeah, uh, this is too much. Uh, he's going to have some serious uh, mental and, and physical di uh, disabilities because in this stage of uh, development th that's crucial. Yeah. So ju just be prepared. And my mother didn't know what to do and a re re religious sister told her just consecrate him to Our Lady. <laughs> uh, and that's what she did. Yeah. Uh, to Our Lady of Medjugorje because uh, th that was at the beginning. I'm uh, born 86. That was completely in the beginning at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why, that's one of the idea why I came back to Medjugorje to, uh, to have the conversion and to confess. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, but also, more importantly, the, the spirituality of uh, Saint Louis de Montfort yeah. uh, and, and his uh, true devotion to Mary that inspired me like on so many levels. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to live this devotion in his spirit. Beautiful. So when you compare your life now, I mean, somebody might ask you, like, you were on top of the world, or at least you could have headed to the top of the world because you were young and already a famous photographer and you were just on an upward track and you sort of gave it all up and now you're here and you're, you're, you're dressed like this and you can't get married. You're, you're confessed, professed uh, exactly. canon. Yeah. There's no more marriage in your future. You can't have that wife and family now. Exactly. So how do you feel about that? I mean, is, isn't that... The, are you sad about that or you think like you had the life that everybody thinks is the glory life and now you're just here and you're just not able to have a family so what, what would you respond uh, externally it is the glory life but only externally internally it isn't that's the problem so, so I'm not saying it's it's not externally it is but internally it it's just not fulfilling only God can fulfill your heart our heart is uh, I don't know the, the English quote of St. Augustine, our heart is un... My heart is made for you. Un, it's un, I can't say I can't say Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we cannot rest until we rest in God. Yeah. And after this gift of, of the faith that God gave me, and this perspective of the eternal life, I just... Uh, it's just obvious to me that everything uh, earthly, worldly, is passing. It may be glorious, but sic transit gloria mundi. It just, it just goes away very, very quickly, yeah. and it's completely logical. Yeah. When you have this perspective of eternal life, to do anything what is in accordance to God's will, because that's the synonym for the best possible thing you can do. 
And since God uh, gave me this very clear information, I could I should become a priest. I just went and did it. Yeah. I'm a very logical yeah. guy, you know. Yeah. So so that, that that's that's the logic behind it. It's it is also very emotional. It is yeah. very emotional because I am very serious about the faith. But I know I'm a sinner, and I I should start with myself. I cannot change the others. Yeah. I I must work on myself, and. Uh, sacrificing uh, family life, of course, it's yeah. a sacrifice because that is our natural vocation. Yeah. We have this natural vocation, but God uh, has a supernatural vocation for some people who then sacrifice this natural vocation in order to be able to fulfill this supernatural vocation to the priesthood consecrated life in its fullness, yeah. to be undivided and to uh, uh, be uh, God's property yeah one of the things that you didn't lose though was your photography your love for photography and it's been such a blessing to LifeSide, voice the family all these different and the masses that you photograph the the beauty of the liturgy that you're able to bring out mostly traditional liturgy just unbelievable your and your photographs when I saw them I was like whoa where did that come from and so you've been able to use your God-given talent. I mean, you really had a, a, a have a talent for this that's that's very very rare, and it's beautiful to see that you're able to use this nonetheless. But as a religious, as a professed religious, you're still doing it. I am just using a talent God gave me, yeah. and not just uh, because I have to. I love it. I yeah. still love it, as I told you. But in the end, I am a completely uh, useless servant. I'm not doing nothing special. I'm just using the talent God gave me and this love for beauty and now uh, actually during my studies I learned that that God is the absolute beauty that's what actually attracted me to photography this these aesthetics it's the beauty of God that that uh, that is behind the created world yeah. so I'm just bringing recording documenting something that already exists through the camera lens onto the sensor and sharing uh, this beauty, this God's beauty with others. Beautiful. You had some closing words, especially for young people. I think a lot of young people are going to be attracted to your story. What would that be to, they, if they're on the fence like you or right in the world like you, uh, and then just watching this because it, this looks so crazy, um, what would you say to them? To the young people especially, yeah. don't be afraid. Our Lord has conquered the world. world. Our Lady is so mighty, Satan can't even pronounce her name. He is so afraid of her. Just stay faithful. Don't worry. Just hope, pray, and don't worry. And the life of sanctity, striving towards sanctity, is the only normal life. Every, every other dogma you're getting from the world, every other uh, like precept, you're getting from the world, from the media, is irrelevant and very often wrong. Just follow what our Lord told us and what our Holy Mother Church teaches us and you'll be fine. So I've talked to a lot of young people. They'll answer and you'll say, well, okay, I, a lot of guys will say, I just can't be holy. There's no way. I, I'm, I'm addicted to lots of stuff. I can't get there. I just can't do that. That's impossible. Okay, but admitting it is, is the first level. Admit it, go to confession, because confessing the same things all the time, that's the actual uh, sanity. 
that, that, that's the hard part. Something, oh, I'm convincing all, uh, the, the same things all the time, it's, it's useless, it doesn't make any... No, that's the point, that you're uh, doing it all over, all over again, and believe me, you will either stop sinning or stop confessing. And the same applies to the rosary. Pray the rosary. A lot of, a lot of girls will say, look, I, am, I try to be good and everybody ignores me. Friends don't talk to me. And the only way I can be cool is to do the kind of things they're doing. I've got to have a boyfriend. I've got to have this and that. I've got to put my pictures out on the internet. And I've got to make it look good and sexy. Otherwise, no one pays attention to me. I'm lonely. Exactly. That is true. That is true externally on the outside. But uh, get to know God better. Get to know uh, Him, how much He loves you. Uh, get, get together with Catholic friends. Go to a, uh, to a, to a church where uh, faith, faithful Catholics are gathering who are still holding the, the faith. And um, don't, don't care so much about what other people think because they can save you. Only our Lord can. So th th that's the important thing. What does God think? So don't go with the flow. Don't go with the flow. You, you, you don't have to be a part of the mainstream. Be a saint. Be a saint. Well, you heard it right here from Don Elvier. Uh, just absolutely amazing. This former celebrity photographer, now a photographer for the Lord, as a canon regular. Don Elvier, thank you. It was a pleasure. From LifeSite News, and please pray for us. Yeah. Keep up the good work, and let's pray for each other. Amen. God bless. From Rome, for LifeSite News, I'm John Henry Weston. Till next time.